Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is 9-11-2022. Time is 18.07. And joining me, as always, is Al, a.k.a. Big Daddy Prep. What's up, dude? Hey, I'm fine, man. You know, Chester, we've not had a, a show in the last couple weeks, so I know the, the folks out there, they're raring to go. So we were raring to go to get this information back out there. But, hey... A lot of new things are happening. The prepping world's really getting going. So a lot of people are starting to get into prepping. So we really need to get the content out there. So many people hit me up on a daily basis about prepping and wanting to know more about prepping and homesteading things. So I'm very appreciative that we have folks that actually realized that we weren't around for a couple of weeks. <laughs> they noticed a lot. So we got to get the information to them. Oh, I 100% agree with you. And guys, I, I apologize about missing the episodes. I was gone out of the country for almost a month. And then I got back here, things got chaotic and crazy. So we ended up having to skip another one. And we've got a plan though. Next time I leave town, like if anything goes down, we have a plan in place. Uh, so don't, this isn't going to happen again. We figured out what we're going to do. <laughs> Well, with Jester, you were on a vacation, and not just a normal vacation. You were halfway across the world, not halfway across the country. You were across the world. So, you know, they'll cut you a little slack. You were in Greece, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a little further than I could drive, you know. So, yeah, we'll cut you a little slack this time. <laughs> well, I sure, I, you know, I sure hope everybody does, and I, I absolutely think that they will. Um, you know, and, and if they don't, they can just find another show. It's okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing. While you were gone, we tried to keep up all the prep and everything going on and, and keep promo in the show. And we want everybody to understand, we want you to come and listen to everybody. We have a great group of, of preppers out there. And even when one of us is gone for a little while, jump in and, and get some information from somebody else and then jump in and check back because we're going to have a show. We're all, we're all tied to this. We love doing this. But today's show is a show I've been wanting to do for a while. And today's show is on the one thing that you don't want to happen in any bad situation, whether it be a drought, a flood, a fire, a zombie apocalypse, a grid down, a collapse. Of, you, The one thing you don't want to happen, you know what that is, Jester? It's an injury. An injury. We can't oh, afford yeah. to get injured or hurt. You, we can't do it. Oh, I know no, you I, know I as well as anybody that getting injured is horrible. Oh no, it is absolutely. And I'll tell you what: before we really tear into that, I just want to—I just want to one more time before we get into this, guys. Um, 
the email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com how i was just talking about everybody's wondering what's going on with the show guys feel free to email us absolutely and uh one more thing guys we are going to be live a lot at the end of the month here because uh prepper camp 2022 is coming up that's going to be at the end of the month and uh if if you're not there you're going to be listening i'm sure we're going to be doing a lot of live shows there so if you guys don't have the Podbean app i would suggest get it now because we are going to be exclusively live on the Podbean from prepper camp 2022 so download the app find us on there it's 100 free um and al injury injuries in the po- apocalypse absolutely they're horrible tell me more <laughs> well here's the thing jester when you're having a situation that's out of your norm, and I call anything that's out of your norm, that could be a bad situation, an emergency. Anything that's not your normal day is what an emergency is to me. The last thing you want to have happen is an injury or an illness. It doesn't necessarily have to be an open fracture of the tibula, okay? It can be, uh, you could be sick, you could be hurt, you could be hurt and sick. Both these things happen. It could be anything, but anything that draws you away from your normal physical self, what you do and what you're capable of doing in a bad situation is amplified two, three, four times the amount of problem because not only are you dealing with a stressful, bad situation, but now you're hurt or you're ill so this is a this is a topic that i've wanted to bring up for a long time on this show and online and i kind of held it back because we talk about so many other really things we talk about things that are really really important like how to start a fire in a bad situation what kind of you know ammunition and what kind of you know, second amendment tool we need to have we talk about really big topics but people don't think about this injury and illness so that's why i really wanted to delve off into this today because i want people to understand that the, the United States government had a theory back during the end of the Korean War and into the Vietnamese War that if you killed a soldier, it took less manpower to deal with it, deal with a dead body than it did to deal with someone who was injured or ill. And as a manner of attrition against enemy forces as far as how many people it takes to take care of a wounded or sick soldier we changed our entire way that we thought about combat actually going to a different kind of round that caused more injury than actual death because we understand that it takes a lot of manpower and a lot of abilities to take care of a sick and wounded compared to dead people and with that being said we delve into what happens when you as a prepping community, you as a homesteader community face an injury or an, an illness. So it takes a lot of manpower to get over something like that. And this is something that really weighs heavy on me because I have a wife that has physical ailments that actually, to be honest with you, I had to completely change my prepping style when I got with her because she's a severe asthmatic and the ways I would normally do things, I couldn't do anymore because she can't run long distances. She can't get winded. She's allergic to bugs as far as biting insects and things like that. So I have to take all that in consideration when it came to my, my bug out procedures, my bug in procedures, and all of my preps. So, yeah, this is very important, kind of an important topic to me. Oh, it absolutely is, Al, 100%. And I mean... I, I've gone down this road a few times in a few different shows and tried to explain to people, you know, 
you're not going to be out there running, running and gunning and, and fist fighting and doing all this stuff because you will incur injury. And they said, well, so what's the big deal? The big deal is you're not going to have a hospital to go to. The big deal is you're not going to have 911 to right. call. The big deal is you're not going to have all these medical supplies if you're not prepared. Right. 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 And, and someone building an actual kit to be able to deal with every medical situation is a grand idea. I've seen a lot of people in the prepper community, they try to do it. They try to build, well, I've got this kit and that kit, and I've got this for this. And we all stick back medications and over-the-counters and some prescription medications and and these things to treat this and this. But that is a little time-consuming and very bulky and very expensive when you start dealing with medical things. So the number one thing I want to say today to help you, the number one thing you need to do in a bad situation, a prep in a bad situation, is don't get injured, don't get hurt, and don't get sick. Now, that sounds very simple, but don't take chances that put you in the situation to become injured, hurt, or sick, i.e., don't drink water that's not been boiled and properly disinfected, i.e., don't go out and try to jump off of something that you know that's 15 feet down and you break a leg, i.e., don't accidentally get shot because you don't know the weapon that you're using or who's around you. So the number one thing that you can put in your prepper pack as far as treating illness and injury is just don't get there. Everything else from there you build out from, but try not to put yourself in that situation because understand it's not going to be just you taking care of you. Someone else is going to have to take care of you. If you're very, very sick, most of the time you can't take care of yourself. If you're injured, a lot of times you can't. And that's just taking care of yourself, let alone evacuating from a situation, being able to move on down the road if you're if you're bugging out, whatever it might be. You're going to take up more manpower. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Right, Al. I, I 100% agree with you. And you, for me, it's like this. Not only is it, is it the idea of the manpower, things like that. It's also the idea that as soon as you become injured, you become vulnerable. Okay. Yes. Any, any preps you may have, like if, if you're hurt and you can't walk, you're not going to go hunt for your food. So if your primary thought process was, you know what, I'm going to hunt for survival. I'm not going to stock food. I'm not going to do it. The moment you get injured, you starve. Same thing for gardening, right? And I've talked yep. to a lot of people and, and, you know, just not to touch too much on the food thing, but everybody says, why do you have all this food prep? Like you could grow a garden, you could hunt. Do you need to put back all this emergency food? Do you need to put back all these canned goods? Yeah, I absolutely do. Because if I break a leg or roll an ankle and I can't go that day, I'm going to go hungry. So that's why I have this food. If I get hurt and I'm out for six months, I'm still going to eat. I'm still going to feed my family, you know? Right. Absolutely. You know, this goes back to this whole mindset. We always talk about the the goofy mindset that people say, I'm going to hunt and fish and guard my way out of the apocalypse. Well, that's a grand idea. 
That's a grand idea if everything works out perfectly. If you're the kind of hunter that goes out and hunts and kills something every single time you go out or you go fishing and you never have a bad day fishing, that's a grand idea. But what if you're laid up? What if you can't do that? And it's not just small illnesses that you get over. If you break a leg and you're not able to be able to get it set properly and have the proper uh, aid like we do now, you break an, uh, a limb. What do you do? You see an orthopedic surgeon. You get this. You get that. Without all that infrastructure to do that, you have a broken limb. And quite possibly, it grows back the wrong way. Because you have no one to set it properly. You don't have those type of things that you need to get well and get better. So, folks, here's here's the main things. As you're thinking about illness and injury along the way, you have to think about how... How if someone does get injured, how am I going to evacuate them from a situation? Because you, you might be in a bad situation. You could be in a situation where you're having someone else uh, making aggressive moves towards you. Maybe you just need to leave the situation you are. So how do I move a person properly? How do I care for that person properly? How do I get them better enough that they can resume uh, operations with a group? Because everyone has an operation in a group. Nobody's going to be sitting around just watching TV, hanging out. Um just moving an injured person is a, is a is a very tasking operation. I've had to move people when I went through EMT Academy back when I was very, very young, a young man. I figured out exactly how moving a 300-pound man went for me, and it didn't go very well at 170 pounds back then. So these are things you really have to think about and give yourself a little forethought on this. You know, Al, something I want to talk about, too, is the idea you said, you know, if you break a bone and it doesn't go, it doesn't set itself right. Okay. Some injuries you incur, right. it might not just be six months out. You might be out permanently. Or there's also the idea of you might lose severe motor function depending on what the injury is. So, for example, if you said, okay, once again, we're going to go back. I'm going to say it again. If you're going to hunt for your food and the only thing you have stocked up is arrows and a bone arrow, that's your whole game of what you're going to hunt with. Say that you get injured, say it's your shoulder, and you can't pull that string back anymore, you're going to go hungry, right? Yep. So, I mean, all these circumstances that we're, that we're talking about surrounding around these injuries, these are all things that have unforeseeable outcomes, right? Even when you get injured in today's world and you go to the doctor, the doctor will tell you, yeah, you know, it'll, it'll be three to four weeks till you're back up and, and running again, Right. But he's giving you a range because even he doesn't know. But I'm telling you, when you're injured and you're starving, you're not looking at a weekly range. Every minute is crucial. So just food for thought. Here's my my thoughts as far as what you need to do for a situation where you might incur injury, illness in the near future in a bad situation. And this kind of it's a widespreading idea that I've kind of come up with over the years. First, you need to, to arm yourself with the proper tools. Okay. Uh, so many injuries that we have and so many ailments that we have nowadays require you to be able to check someone's pulse, their blood pressure, their respirations. So having a good watch, okay, a good blood pressure cuff, and a good stethoscope in your kit and learning how to use them because they're not they're not complicated to use a matter of fact i was thinking about doing a, a couple videos on it because i remember how to do it for my emt days but 
being able to do that and assess how a patient is. If someone has a, a heartbeat that's beating 80 beats a minute compared to 180 beats a minute, can be a, a, a catastrophic health problem on the forecast. But if you can simple, simply make a simple diagnosis right now by checking respirations, you can check their their, their heartbeat rate, their blood pressure, you can come up to a lot of ideas of what's going on with the person. Also, those kind of tools are, are not terribly expensive, so that's something that you can kind of put in your prepper pack to keep with you and learn how to use. Now, you're not going to know how to do this right out of the box. I understand a lot of people don't know how, but it's very simple to learn how. Another thing is CPR. Learning how to do CPR should almost be mandatory for school students. They should You should learn how to do CPR from the time that you're in sixth grade on. So learning how to do CPR, the Heimlich maneuver, things like this, can keep someone from actually dying and possibly having a longer life or a better life because you know how to do them. Along with that, building a... a, a I know some folks build these great, wonderful, huge prepper medical kits, but having the basics, some gauze, some bandages, uh, uh, proper, proper, uh, just band-aids is not going to get it. Bandages, um, you can get into all kinds of different things medical-wise, but being able to take a, a simple uh, temperature, a thermometer, whether it be a, a high-tech thermometer or a low-tech mercury thermometer, like I remember as a kid, being able to take a temperature, these are things that can help you assess how bad a person is because even an injury, it doesn't have to be an illness, even injuries show certain signs. And the last thing I'll say about this is you can find simple, easy-to-read, easy-to-understand literature on most major illnesses and injuries where you can take and figure out how the person's acting, what they're doing, what their what their signs and symptoms are, and kind of narrow things down to what you think the person has happened with them. Not everything is a broken leg. Sometimes, you know, we're looking at situations where it could be simply a, a, a sore tooth all the way to a heart attack, all the way to a stroke, to a broken leg. So these are wide open things, but, but having a little knowledge that's why I always say everybody needs to recruit somebody out of the medical field, somebody, a doctor, uh, a nurse, someone that's worked in the medical field to have in their circle because they're already going to be pretty much prepped and understand these things. But if you don't have someone like that, then you have to take that role on yourself. Do a little learn. Do a little learning. Do a little research. Do a little education, as they say back in the <laughs> Educate yourself a little bit, as they said back in my days. <laughs> So those are basic things that I think that you need to help with injuries and ailments in a, in a bad situation. Oh, I 100% agree. And I'll tell you what, guys, it is very important to have somebody in your circle that does have medical training. I've got someone in mind. You guys have seen videos I put out there that, oh, look, my medical friend brought me all of these medical, medical supplies, right? And, and right. that's what she contributes uh, for the prepping. It's, hey, I'm going to keep bringing stuff up here. And then by... You know, we have a ton of supplies now, but by the end of it, we're going to have a ton of stuff. You know, if, right. if shit hits the fan tomorrow, though, we have enough, we're going to be okay. Um, we've got an abundance of suture kits, meds, like all kinds of shit out. And uh, that is her contributing thing. If she shows up here, she's going to be our, our you know, medical person in charge that's going to take care of us if we're injured. And, guys, I, 
I know that we talked about, we did an episode a while back talking about, you know, selecting your doomsday community, getting the right people within your group. This is part of that. When you think about the injury side, you need people in your group to be capable. You need somebody to go out and pick up the slack for what's wrong with you, right? Like if, if you're the primary gardener or you feed the livestock or you're um, practicing animal husbandry, if these are your jobs and you get taken out or, or you're out for six months, somebody's got to pick up the slack. And, and that's why I cannot stand this lone wolf prepper mentality. I don't agree with the lone wolf prepper mentality. I think it's cool. It's a cool concept, but long-term survival on your own, things are going to happen. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how on point you are with your preps and everything else. Anything can go wrong. Anything can happen, right? So it's the idea you need to have somebody there that has your back if these injuries do happen. You know, Jester, unfortunately, I spent a long time since I went through the EMT Academy years ago. So I've kind of had to take on the role of the person that kind of knows a little bit about medical. My wife is the same way. She knows quite a bit. Here's the deal, though. I gladly was happy to see someone from the medical field enter my circle. And, you know, we have people that interact. You know, they, they come into your circle, and then they're maybe not so much in your circle. But having two or three or four or six or ten people that have a background, maybe they just maybe they just worked on the ambulance for six months. Maybe they worked in a hospital. Maybe they're a doctor. Maybe they're a nurse. Maybe they're a radiologist. They have more information and more knowledge than the normal layman out here that has no idea what to do. So don't ever discount someone's knowledge. And also, having one is great. Having 10 is super, okay? So don't go and form your group and go, well, I've got my nurse here. Well, if something happens and something takes out your nurse the first three months, that something bad happens, yeah, you're, you're screwed pretty much. So it's always good to reinforce and also retrain, retool at all times. Everyone should be cross-training. If someone, you know, if a bad situation happens and you have a circle, that person that's in the medical field should be training other people on what to do. This is what you do if. This is what you do if. And as things go on, that's how they learned how to do it, is by experience and teaching and learning. It's no differently like you were talking about the animal husbandry or gardening. You have to pick up cross-trained skills. But here's what's really important about the, the, the being injured or being hurt. Not always is it going to be a broken foot. You're going to deal with people that get older or younger, people with special medical needs, i.e. my wife. I use her for an example. She has terrible, well, she has two or three ailments, but, but the worst is actually her asthma. So you're going to have to learn what you have to do. What are the signs and symptoms of a person that's starting to have an asthma attack? You have to learn what the people in your circle, in your general area, what the problems and conditions they have. Maybe it's not a new condition. Maybe it's an old condition. If you take someone on that has um, diabetes, you need to know what to do. Everyone needs to know what to do. It doesn't need to be a secret. You need to get these things out in the open. Um, People with special medical needs that you take into your circle, you're going to have to make special allotments for. And that's just point blank. Now you're going to also have the injuries that come along that are going to be sudden injuries like the breaks and the, and the contusions and the lacerations. 
Those are easy to treat because you can fix that. If something suddenly happens, this is what we have to do. But the long-term illnesses that come on you, especially with an older population, those are not so easy because eventually you're going to have to deal with death. And that's just that's just the nuts and bolts of it, folks. We all come into this world and we all leave this world. So something I did want to reference in this, for those of you that think that, oh, you know, what could possibly cause me to get injured in a shit hits the fan situation? Well, there's a ton of things. But as as me and our recording right now, I want everybody to think 21 years ago today, there was an attack on the World Trade Center. Yep. 21 years ago today, we saw a great act of terror where many people lost their lives and many people were injured. And in that moment, it was doomsday. None of us knew it was coming. None of us knew what was what was going to happen. A lot of people thought that this was going to be all out world war and there was going to be nukes starting to be dropped like it. You know, we thought this was going to be a very, very ongoing, horrible scenario. And for many, it was there's a lot of people set off to war that didn't come home. All right. So when we talk about these scenarios happening, just remember that it's, it's very likely it has happened. We're not saying, you know, if this happens, it's pretty much when this happens. You know, and it's not about fear mongering. It's about being prepared. And Al, how you how you reference cross training, I did want to jump in there. That's that's the word I was looking for. Cross training is the most important thing you could be doing. If you're not cross training, you need to figure that out. I've had experience, not even in a doomsday facet, to where I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh crap, the water pump went out. Guess what? I'm the only one here that knows how to fix it. I'm the only one here that knows how to switch out to a new pump. I'm the only one that knows how the water system works here. So that's yep. more or less, that's very problematic. Um, if something were to happen to me, my family might not bathe until they figure out how to work that water system. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Jester, my wife and I had to talk today about, we didn't know each other 21 years ago, and talk about what happened 21 years ago, and how that day solidified that I was a prepper because I immediately got done with my work and where I was at. I went home or actually I went to the ATM. I got some money out. I went to the grocery store. I stockpiled things that I knew because I had a very young child stockpiled the things that I needed. Did an accounting of all my ammunition, my guns, my this, that, and the other did an accounting of everything and started getting my, 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 I guess getting my shit in, <laughs> shit in a row, you know what I mean? Getting everything the way I needed. Because I was afraid that something major was fixed to happen more than just what happened that day. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, it's kind of a birthplace of my prepping to a certain extent because that was the day solidified for me that you need to be ready at all situations. You have no idea what's coming at you. You're 100% correct. And, yeah, cross-training is the key thing. Being prepared, folks, is not just having a couple ramen noodles and a bottle of water. It's, it's thinking also. It's not just the things that you can put in a knapsack. It's the things that you can put in your head. It's knowledge. And if you're going to deal with injuries, you're going to deal with illnesses, you need a little knowledge on what to do. There are a lot of things that, that herbal treatments, there are a lot of just regular, everyday, simple treatments 
like using Epsom salts to treat wounds or diarrhea or indigestion. There's all kind of things that you can do. You can use Epsom salts for. What about hydrogen peroxide? Well, you can do this. This it takes knowledge. But if you're going to treat people that are not going to be a hundred percent in bad situations, things change depending on the situation. Is it a flood? Is it a drought? Is it a fire? I mean, you could be dealing with burns and a fire instantly, and there may not be anyone around. So knowing what to do, what happens if this happens? What happens if that happens? Taking down a good medical book and beginning to, right now we can get on board with the internet. We can, we can read up on things. I, I happened to start researching for this show and I found tons and tons and tons of websites or uh, simple things to do during a grid down situation with injuries. Uh, 21 things to do with simple injuries. Now's the time to start educating yourself, maybe printing those things out and, and starting your prepper binder where you have a binder for medical things, a binder for this is what we need for this and that. Build you a binder. Build you something that's on paper in case something happens and you don't know what the first signs of stroke are. You don't know what the first signs of heart attack are. You don't know what the first signs of anaphylactic shock are. You don't know what the first signs of just a simple flu is. Build that now so you don't have to worry about it later on. You'll already be ahead of the game. So, and on that note, Al, I mean, I, I guess that's where I was, the direction I was going to go in next. It's not that these situations are 100% avoidable, but a lot of them are preventable. Yes. Okay. And what I mean by that is how Al's saying stock up on these things now, you know, the medical books, download stuff off the internet, have these, have these tools in your arsenal. I've got medical books that help me out with general things. Am I able to perform heart surgery? Absolutely not. But I know what I need to do. If there's a snake bite, if there's an inset bite, you know, how to set a bone, things like this are what you're going to need to know. Okay. Right. Now, to go down a little bit of a dark road, you know, some of these injuries are going to be, in fact, life threatening and you might not make it out of it. I mean, that's life, that's reality. So the idea is if you have a way to prevent something from getting worse, right? knowing how to treat a wound so it's not getting infected and you're not getting gangrene knowing you know getting with some of these online companies a lot of companies out there now that offer um prescription meds okay or getting the fish biotics things like that where you could have these in your arsenal if you do have that open wound and it does get infected having the meds but not just having the meds knowing which meds to take in that circumstance okay these are big big things that you need to be worried about and again going back and you know, we a lot. Obviously, we touch on the show a lot of, about just general preparedness and always getting on board and being prepared for these circumstances, come whatever may. And we always go down a little bit different road. But the thing that we try to preach the most is do it now, do it in advance, be ready for something. Don't last minute this shit. You guys come in, you listen to our show. The reason you're here is so we can help get you to the get you across the finish line, right? Right. So to speak. You know. That's what we preach is getting as many people across the finish line as we possibly can. So here's the thing. Right now, you're not in a huge, horrible emergency situation. So prepare now. Get ready now. Don't wait till it happens. Don't wait until like my, my, my co-host on my show, Cody Kane, had a forest fire three miles from his house. 
it was too late to worry about it. But he had already done the research. He had already figured out, what do I need to do? What's my escape routes? What do I do here? What do I do there? Uh, I might not be able to save my house, but I have my important documentation. I was proud of him because when the fire came, he knew what to do. Now, granted, did he have all the bases covered? No, nobody has all the bases. But he had a major amount of those covered. And, and that's that's the whole thing right there. No matter what the incident comes to you. I mean, we all talk about the zombie apocalypse and we all laugh about it. But what if, what if something terrible happened and people started coming to your area to take what you had? You know, you may cause injuries. You may sustain injuries. Being prepared now might be actually, you might, this life you're saving might not be somebody else's. It might be your own. So planning ahead is, is, is fundamental here. That's what we teach. That's what we show. That's what we, we preach every week. Oh, yeah. I, I 100% agree with you. Um, and, you know, how you mentioned Cody had a plan. I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to tell everybody is guys have a plan. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't last minute this shit. Don't think to yourself, hey, everything is going to be fine. There's a lot of preppers out there, Al, that prep for like one specific circumstance, not thinking about multiple things that could go wrong. And that's one of the big issues I had with the show, uh, Doomsday Preppers. It's They would ask me, what are you prepping for? This one guy's like financial collapse. This other guy says disease outbreak. The other guy says collapse of the dollar, collapse of the government. You know, And it's like, okay, all those things could happen. But let's be immediate right now in the moment. What what preps do you have that are universal? Okay, say that the disease outbreak happens. You're prepped for that, but you're not prepped for grid failure. And again, say if grid failure happens, but you're not prepared for medical emergencies, which is what we're talking about right now, or these injuries. Say you're not prepared for that. Say you went all out for grid failure and you don't have any medical supplies at all. Then what do you do? You're screwed. So. Right. <laughs> This kind of, it kind of, it's, I don't want to use the word revolving door, but it's kind of like if you're prepping for one circumstance, you need to be prepped up for everything. Like, I mean, there's, there's no sense. Like if you got a bug out bag, you don't have that bug out bag just if the zombies come or just if the grid fails, that's to help you escape danger. That's a universal tool for any apocalyptic scenario, right? Right. And here's another thing, Jester. It doesn't have to be the collapse of the entire world for there to be such a catastrophic event happen around you that there are still hospitals, there still are EMS, there's still police. They just can't get to you because you've got a broken leg and there's a hundred people before you that are burnt or tons of people ahead of you that have had uh, chemical burns in their lungs from uh, sudden. I mean, there's there, we have releases of chemical gases all the time that people die across the world from their lung exposures. You know, they're not going to worry about your broken arm when they have 100 people dying because they've been exposed to chemical gases that float through the air. So you're going to have to do some of this on your own. Maybe services aren't completely down. They just can't get to you. I've actually gone into emergency rooms when major situations were happening, and my injury was, yeah, it was pretty bad, but it was nothing compared to the people that were there in front of me. So, yeah, you're going to have to do some of this on your own. And, and believe it or not, saving your own life requires some involvement from you. <laughs> no one's there. No one's going to be there to do it for you. That This mentality that there's someone to call all the time when anything happens, yeah, that's a falsehood because it, it, it's not going to be like that when actual bad situations happen. 
No, I I 100% agree with you, Al. And I mean, on that note, Al, we are coming up on our time frame here. Um, do you? I mean, we covered a lot, and I know we went off the rails a little bit with the idea of being injured in, in Doomsday. And guys, I mean, this this is an ongoing topic, though. We could go on about this for a week because oh, there's, so many, there's so we many. There's so many for a week. <laughs> Um, but Al, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing people need to take away from this, like, per, are like three things. Number one, guys, have your medical and first aid supplies. Okay. And the knowledge that goes with them. The second thing is start the cross training, right. For, for the right. other people that are within your group. And the third thing is please, for the love of God, get out of that lone wolf mentality. Don't think to yourself, you know what, I'm going to prep for the whole family and not everybody else needs to know how to do everything. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Right. Have the practical knowledge and application in your head. Have a hard copy. Cross-train people. Do things and practice things before they happen. You know, you can practice making a splint before you actually have a broken bone. Okay? And then put your plan in action when it when it when something bad happens. Don't wait to practice. Well, I'll practice splinting this when I have a broken arm. No. No, do it now. Practice now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 100% agree with you, Al. And guys, on that note, hey, don't forget to email us. It's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find Al on TikTok at big underscore daddy underscore prep. Find me on TikTok at it's doomsday podcast 2.0. And Al, you got anything else you want to add before we're out of here? I just hope everybody has a good week and uh, just get more prepared every week. More prepared every week. action message at approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities Orlando Miami Pittsburgh Dover Newark Richland Philadelphia New York City Baltimore Los Angeles Las Vegas Boston Seattle Detroit this is an extremely deadly situation Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.